0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing
1: needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining us right now on the Team 980 guest hotline, NBC Sports Washington Commanders insider Ethan Cadeau. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ethan underscore Cadeau. Easy my man. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm turned up, brother. I ain't going to lie, man. This is crazy. Look, me and you are in the younger sector of the fan base. If you can go back and look, what's comparable to how the atmosphere is going to be on Sunday night? Is it the Dallas game from 2012? Hell, even the Dallas game in 2018 when Alex Smith led this team to that improbable win. What is the vibes like you think going to be on, on Sunday night?
2: I think it's their most important home game in front of fans since 2012, honestly. Yeah. In twenty fifteen the when they won the division they clinched it in week sixteen in Philly. And then in twenty twenty there were no fans because of COVID. And those were the last two times the team has gone to the playoffs. So this game on Sunday night, flex there, it's pretty much a, a playoff game without it yeah. being a playoff game. I mean, if they win, I'm pretty sure it's like eighty percent chance to make eighty six percent chance to make the playoffs if they win. with a loss, so it's a playoff game, pretty much, and the only other game I could think maybe could rival it was in 2016 Week 17 finale. It was against the Giants, and it got flexed to Sunday night where the Commanders, or Washington, had to get in to win. The Giants benched half their starters at Oh my god, yeah, I'll never forget that. Kirk threw that pick, didn't make the playoffs, we wake up and we see Odell's Sterling Shepard, and Victor Cruz <laughs> on, a, on boat. a boat in Miami <laughs> with shirts off and Tim's on. So that, that's the only other thing I can come for, up with. First of
1: all, let's talk about that for a second. They deserved to lose that damn playoff game they lost at Green Bay. First of all, to be wearing Tim's with no shirt and jeans the way that they were doing is horrendous from a fashion standpoint. When we look at the on-the-field product, <laughs> Ethan, the Washington Commanders on defense, I feel like are playing at a championship level right now. Obviously, there are some injury concerns. Benjamin St. Juice has missed the last two weeks. Cole Holcomb officially put on IR. Do you worry that the attrition on defense will eventually catch up to this group? Because right now they're playing stellar.
2: A little bit. I think the Benjamin St. Juice loss is a really big one. Hopefully, he can come back this week. I know the team is hopeful he'll be able to come back just because extra week of the bye, it'll right. be in four weeks from the injury by the time Sunday night comes. He would obviously be a huge addition. We saw Christian Holmes really struggle in that Giants game in his place. And they, they badly need him. I will say the one thing I am concerned about this defense, mm-hmm. facing running quarterbacks this year has been kind of a problem. We haven't yeah. talked about enough. Marcus Mariota ran freely. Daniel Jones ran freely. He, he could easily do that again, and that's kind of what I'm really worried about.
1: Yeah, definitely is something to keep your eyes on as we look ahead to this Sunday's matchup. And I want to talk more about Daniel Jones because Ron Rivera alluded to this the day after the tie. He said if we stop Daniel Jones and the threat of him running early on in the game, it doesn't present much of a problem for us later on. Elaborate a little bit on what he meant by that.
2: For sure. I think what he really meant is if Daniel Jones doesn't get a few early successful runs where he knows he can, this can be an issue for the commander's defense throughout the game, then he's just going to continue to do it. Right. But if John Allen hits him hard or Dron Payne hits him hard or he gets sacked a few times when he tries to break off, maybe he'll have that slight second of hesitation when he tries to break off a run later in the game. And that slight second could be the biggest difference in that either a sack or a 15-yard run. So I kind of think that's what Ron, yeah. Ron is alluding to there. I'm not enti- entirely sure, but I know <laughs> well, nobody is what I talks. am entirely sure about is they need to make Daniel Jones beat him with his arm rather than his legs if they want to win.
1: Yeah, 110%. Let's flip things to the offensive side of the ball. The storyline that we were talking about before you got on with this, and I feel like no one's talking about There's a huge adjustment being made in the interior of this commander's offensive line. We don't know the health of of Cosme and Switzer going into this week. We'll find out uh, here in a moment, I'm assuming, when Ron Rivera talks to us. Nick Martin, though. The last time we saw Nick Martin, Ethan, it was not pretty by any stretch of the imagination. I believe it was the Tennessee Titans game. He's rolling the ball into the legs of Carson Wentz, and it just didn't look good. Uh, We saw him against Dallas as well. This week, Against the Giants front and a Wink Martindale-led defense that confused the hell out of Washington up front in their last meeting, because the center is is in control of the calls up front, do you worry about his ability as the nucleus to get guys lined up properly?
2: I do, and I think Tyler Larson has been one of the most unsung heroes on this team since the turnaround. He came in the lineup in week six. He's really taken control of that center position, and We've seen that offensive line just play a lot better since he came in. And losing him again, this is a guy who tore his Achilles last year, then comes back, plays really well, and then suffers another knee injury this year on that terrible MetLife turf. You just feel for the guy. I'm really curious to see what they do at center. I'm not fully sold that they're going to go back to Nick Martin. I think if Wes Schweitzer's good to go, and if they're comfortable with him at center, I think that's the direction they'll go and maybe keep – Cosme at guard yeah. right now, and Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. Last week, or two weeks ago, before the Giants game, Ron or Scott, I forget which one, they made a point There's like, at some point we just have to have our best five offensive linemen out there. Yeah. Nick Martin, even with the loss of Tyler Larson, is not one of their five best <laughs> offensive linemen. So, if Wes White's is able to go, I think he's their guy at center, and I think Ron kind of left that door open before the bye week saying we'll make that decision next week. I really think that's the direction they're going to go because that Nick Martin experience, like he's a veteran. Yeah. He can come in and he can play, but you don't want to be counting on him, especially in Washington's offense where the right. center, like you said, is reliable for calling out protections, reads, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think that was the the, the big concern for me. He's somebody that it's it's not talked about a lot. He hasn't been here that long So I'm not sure how well-versed he is in this offense anyway to be making those protections, especially against this Wink Martindale-led defense who created a ton of mismatches in the last meeting. Uh, You mentioned, though, Wes Schweitzer uh, and his ability to play the center spot. How would you grade his play before the injury last week?
2: I think he's good. I've always liked Wes Schweitzer. I think the positional versatility he has, left guard, center, right guard can play all interior offensive line positions. That's You can't measure that. I mean, he's right. one of the few players on this team that can do that. I think he's a smart football player. He's extremely strong, which a lot of people don't give him credit for just how strong of a guy he is. And yeah. I, I think if he's good to go, they're going to roll him out because I think the coaching staff really likes him. He's been here for three years, since 2020. And there's a reason why he stuck around before being like kind of a veteran journeyman guy in Atlanta and a few other places before so I think I think I'm high on Wes Schweitzer I'd love to see him play if he's good to go and I think he is good to go.
1: Ethan the commanders offensively from my vantage point tell me if you agree or not I think Sunday against the Giants last meeting where they tied would say it was their most complete offensive performance of the season not on the scoreboard though it wasn't reflected on the scoreboard obviously but The first time all season you've thrown for over 270 yards and rushed for over 150 yards in the same game. It only leads to 20 points, though, and this is a long-winded question. They're 26th right now in red zone efficiency and 25th in goal-to-go efficiency. How do you see them improving in that category uh, as the season moves on here with four games left? And if they are able to get better in the goal-to-go situations, what do you think is the ceiling of
2: this team? So I'll start with your first question. One of their... Biggest reasons why they were successful in the red zone early on in the year was because they had number one on the field, Jahan yeah. Dotson. When he went down with that hamstring injury in week four, missed five or six games, he's back now. The Giants game, I could finally tell. It looked like he was back to his old self, comfortable, made that crazy spin, move, touchdown. It's crazy because he's shorter than six foot, but he's our best red zone guy. Yeah. I mean, he still leads the team with receiving touchdowns in five. Without him, it's been a struggle down there. His offense has been pretty good at moving the ball in between the 20s, but when you get to that red zone area, they've struggled. I think having him back will be huge for the program, and I think both Logan Thomas is another guy yeah. I think could have a huge impact in the red zone moving forward. And both those guys have missed time with injuries, so the hope is now the bye is gone. They're all healed up, ready for the final stretch. They need to be better in the red zone because that's what separates an okay, decent team from a good, really good team. And if Washington wants to make that jump and beat teams like the Giants, Seahawks, and those other teams that are on that level trying to fight for the playoffs, they're going to need to capitalize. You win with touchdowns. You don't win with field goals, as we all know. And as good as Joey Sly has been this year, I'm tired of seeing him kick so many field goals when they're in the red zone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Let's talk about the, the big elephant in the room right now heading into this week's game. I feel like every time we talk, we we, we ask the same question. Uh, Chase Young and his stat is heading into this weekend's game. Uh, I know they're getting ready to have a walkthrough that'll be closed off to the media tomorrow. We'll get official word as to whether or not he practiced or not. Ethan Cadeau's gut feel though. Do you think we see him on Sunday night?
2: I I said <laughs> yeah, I think we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I've said at least twice, maybe three times. I think we see him and then we have it. Yeah. What I will say this week though, mm-hmm. you have the buy as another. By not playing in the Meadowlands, he will have two full more weeks to recover, including the bye, before he makes his debut. They basically hinted that it's not any physical limitations holding him back. It's just mentally getting that confidence back to 100% to put that foot in the ground and go. If Chase Young does not play this week, I don't know if they're gonna, if we're going to see him the rest of the year. Like wow. This is a playoff game, pretty much. Yeah. And obviously, you want to bring him back for the stretch run. We all know what type of impact he can make, even if he's on the field for, what, 12 to 16 plays. Still could have a huge impact. He said as much. But you've torn your ACL. I've torn my ACL. If you don't have confidence in that leg, I mean, we're not NFL players, granted, but this is a fair comparison. If you don't have confidence in that leg to push off, it's a huge mental hurdle. And if you're thinking about your knee when you're on the field, you're not going to be effective. You need to get to the point where your knee is just like it was before, where you're not thinking about it, all you're thinking about is going after the quarterback. And if Chase Young's not there yet, I don't care if he has all the physical gifts in the world. If his mind is still focused on, oh, I don't want to do this move because I'm going to plant and go inside, what good is it to have him out there? He's still young, only 23, third year. You don't want to compromise further injuring that knee when he still has so much of his career to go. John Allen on the Junkies today even said, I don't know if he's going to play. Like, I, I want it. My gut feeling, I do think he plays, but I've said it three times. I've been proven wrong three times. I think I'm going to be right this time, though.
1: <laughs> when, when they say fool me once, shame on me, fool <laughs> me on, twice, yeah. shame on me, fool me three times. I don't know what the hell's going on with Chase Uh knee. Another guy taken off IR recently, Carson Wentz, and I don't want to get too messy when it comes to the quarterback discussion. I've been very vocal as to how I feel. From your vantage point, what you've been able to see on the practice field, do you think there is any chance, any chance, that we see Carson Wentz in the final four games of the season? And then a two-parter for you. Do you think it's strictly based off of wins and losses here on out, or are they actually evaluating Taylor Heineke's play critically?
2: I mean, I think if they win against the Giants, there's no way they pull Heineke, whether he throws for three touchdowns or throws three interceptions. I mean – Really? Wow. That's basically win- – winning has been the reason why they've stuck with him. I mean, Ron said as much. It's not like Taylor Heineke lighting up the stat sheet. Right. But the guys rally around him. He makes clutch plays when he needs to. He- yes, he makes one or two throws a game where you're like, what are you doing? It makes no sense. But Ron has said you take the good with the bad with him. He's 5-1-1 one, one in his seven starts. That speaks for itself. I do think there- – I mean, there's always a chance he could play – Taylor Heineke, if he gets hurt, obviously Carson's coming in. But right now, I don't I don't see a logical path where Carson comes in and they make the playoffs sort of thing. Because yeah. I think if they win, they're going to continue to roll with Heineke. And if they lose, mm. at some point, do you, do you see what you have in Howell? I mean, if you're mathematically eliminated, I don't know if they will be just based on where they are in the standings. But right now, I think it's the Heineke show week to week, but I, I I don't think Ron's looking to pull him, if that makes sense.
1: Well, buddy, uh, before we let you go, I mean, I already know what your damn answer's going to be. It's the fan in you. You think they win Sunday <laughs> night, either?
2: I think the Giants stink. I'm going to be completely so honest. so do I. I mean, I, and it's great. Yeah. If, if Daniel Jones doesn't turn into prime Michael Vick slash Randall Cunningham, <laughs> which he seems to do against this team every time he plays, I think the Commanders should win at home big environment. This pr- the primetime woes that were under previous regimes are gone. Washington's been pretty good in primetime under Ron Rivera. I think the fans are going to show up. And look, one more thing, Saquon Barkley's not healthy. And that if that yeah. neck is truly bothering him, he didn't look like himself last week. I mean, granted they got blown out by the Eagles. I just don't think this team is that good. And I'm not saying the commanders are world beaters either, but I think they're the better team. And I think John Allen, Jeron Payne, those leaders, Terry McLaurin—they're they're, they're going to make plays enough plays for this team to win.
1: All right, buddy. How was the bye week for you? I know it's kind of way out of order for the question. Any, any special <laughs> trips you took during the bye week, my man?
2: Nah, I just chilled. It was very nice to watch football from 1 p.m. to 11:30 p.m. without moving an ounce. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. I mean, it's late by December. You don't feel bad about wasting a nice fall day or great weather on Sunday because it's cold. Like, let me stay inside. Let me watch Red, Red Zone. Let me watch good football. I know it was fun. I'm I'm geared up, energized, ready for this final month-long stretch, hopefully a little longer if this team takes yeah. care of business.
1: Hopefully it is. But, man, look, we'll be talking to you soon. Stay well.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: That is NBC Sports Washington Commanders insider Ethan Caddo. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. At Ethan underscore Cadeau. That's C A D E A U E X. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only
0: $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.